calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We have another great guest for you today. We have Dr. Destiny Kopp. And Dr. Destiny Kopp is a business and marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs scale their digital product revenue with automated sales funnels and reduce their reliance on services or freelance work. She is a college marketing professor turned online entrepreneur and a wannabe Serena Williams-like tennis player. I need to hear more about this. She is the host of the Course Creators MBA podcast and the creator of the One Click MBA membership. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Kopp. It is great to have you. And how are you? Doing great. And Kelly and Melissa, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you today. And yes, I do wish I, I played tennis like Serena. I am far from it. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. But I do <laughs> love tennis and play it all the time. That is awesome. And you live somewhere where you at least have weather that is conducive to that almost all year round, right? So yeah, yes, that's right. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. And let me tell you, it is uh, probably the tennis capital maybe of the world. I don't know. (laughs) There's, you know, so many opportunities for you to play on teams and singles leagues, doubles leagues, and no matter what level you are, there's a place for you and it goes all year round. So you can play as much as you want. That's awesome. Like here, How when we, we, yeah, if we play and we finally start to get good, and then the snow comes and forget about it. We can't play anymore. And then we get rusty again. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they take the tennis nets down around October, yeah. November. Yeah. yeah. So it's only, it's only like a three to five yeah. minutes sport. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. We're not necessarily here to talk about tennis today. So we'll, you never know. Yeah. I mean, you do, we do say you never know what's going to happen. So you never know what's going to happen. But tell us how you shifted from being a, a marketing professor to now working in, in this sort of sector, for lack of a better word, and how you work with clients. Yeah. So I first started out in marketing, working for a, for, a Fortune, I think it was a Fortune 50 company, if I remember correctly. I don't know, Fortune 100, Fortune 50 in their marketing department. So we had an $800 million revenue budget. We had, you know, a bunch of people in this, in this, on this team. I was a director in that particular organization and I was working a lot of hours and got extremely burnt out. And I had two young kids at the point in, at that point in time. And I really wanted to do something. Something different. I wanted to do something where I could work out of my house, where I could be there for my kids. And at that point in time, that's just when teaching at the university level online was just getting started. And actually just online classes were just getting yes. started. You know, right now with COVID and everything, everybody's familiar with taking online classes. But back then it was kind of unique. When I told people I used to teach online, they're like, is that even real? <laughs> like, are they even learning? <laughs> yeah. So I started out as 
was an adjunct faculty member, did a lot of different roles, assistant dean, program director, ended up my last position was an associate vice chancellor of academic affairs. And again, I was burned out and I was looking for something different. And I had always wanted to own my own business. I'd always wanted to be on my own. And that's when I made the transition. You know, I put together a transition plan as we all do when we move from our nine to five jobs into online entrepreneurship and they put put together my transition plan and, you know, started my own business. And that's when I took all of my marketing skills and everything I had learned about creating online courses and digital products and package them together. And that's when I started helping other entrepreneurs package, you know, basically teach what you know and Mm -hmm. teach it through an online course or a membership type model. That's awesome. I mean, I remember when I first, well, when I first started to do this whole entrepreneurship journey, things were just starting to become evergreen. And in fact, I didn't even know what the hell evergreen meant. I had to ask my business coach when I was in a, you know, a group call and I was like, they were all talking about evergreen and I'm like, what is evergreen? So like, I thought of a Barbara Streisand song (laughs) titled evergreen. (laughs) So to like not have to continuously teach the course over and over and over again is huge to be able to just put it online. Right. And is that what you do is like, you know, you, you talk about do it yourself or at your own pace type of courses. It did really just depends on the person, the business and their model and how they want to help their clients and their customers. But a lot of people, it's more like a self-study type mm-hmm. course, you know, so you create all the videos, you create all the worksheets some cheat sheets and any supplemental materials that your student will need. And you create it and you upload it into the online course platform and you can sell that digital product over and over and over mm. again. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go back and make updates to it. It doesn't mean you're not going to tweak it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to market it. But yes, it is a, a digital product that you can sell over and over and over again. Nice. And how, and do you teach people how to do that? How do you work with clients generally? In our membership, we can we teach you how to create the online course. We help you come up with the offer, what's the best offer for you and how to package it, because there's a lot of different ways that you can package something like this. And just kind of coaching the folks through that process. Now, one of the things that I'm always upfront about with folks is sometimes for a lot of us, creating the digital product is the easiest part. Yeah. Marketing it and selling it takes a lot more effort because there's a lot more that goes into that. You have to have traffic strategies there. You have to have a really solid sales funnel in place. Um, Going back to your comment on Evergreen, Mm. I'm a big fan of selling digital products through what we call an Evergreen or automated sales funnel where Mm -hmm. you set it up and then you take prospects through that sales funnel or that buyer's journey. And at the end of that, or throughout the sales funnel, you offer them the online course as a, you know, to help them. So there's a lot of things you have to do to set up the infrastructure to actually sell your digital product. Nice. Dr. Destiny, do you think people get too in their heads when it comes to designing an online course? I think a lot of times where people get stuck is on the tech stuff. 
and in trying to decide, you know, what online course platform should they you know, select or, you know, what should I use to set up my sales funnel, you know, or my email service provider. So I think a lot of people get stuck on all of that. And what I tell them is the reality is what online course platform you use is not going to affect the success of your product, right? Whether you use Kajabi or Thinkific or Teachable, or, you know, there's so many of them out there. The Podia, mm. I mean, there's just tons of them out there. It's, you know, it's a rarely crowded marketplace. So it doesn't matter which one you select. They're all most likely going to do what you need them to do. What's going to affect the success of your, you know, of that revenue stream or that sell, you selling that product is your marketing, your traffic strategies, your messaging, have you positioned it, you know, in the right way. So go go with whatever platform or whatever tech stuff you need. <laughs> and you can always switch it later. I've seen people who have thousands and thousands of students on an online course platform and they have migrated to a different one very easily. Yeah. Um, so there, that is easy to do. So don't get stuck or in your head, if you would, on the tech stuff. And there's always someone that can help you get it set up, you know, whether it's a tech VA that pops in for the project to migrate it or to help you set it up. Like, I would think for course creators, that should be your, like, least, you know, resistant path to hold you back from doing it, right? Absolutely. Outsource it. There's tons of people out there who can help you with all of that. I I would say the other area, just to take it a step further, the other area that people get kind of hung up on are creating the videos, right? That, you know, they're, you know, they either don't want to be on camera or they Mm -hmm. want their videos to be perfect. And what I have learned, especially in the past few years is Students are looking for short videos. They're not looking for an hour video or even a 30-minute video. They want a five-minute video. They want a quick win. They don't care if it's perfect. They don't care if you look like you've just came from the gym. <laughs> you know, right. they, they don't care if it's just a screen recording of you recording something on your computer, showing them something. They don't care if it's just a PowerPoint presentation or a Google slide where you're doing a screen recording of that. Literally, they're not looking for perfection. It doesn't need to look like it's been done by a high-end videography designer. It can be something so simple. The only thing your client or student cares about is if they accomplish whatever promised transformation you told them they would accomplish by Mm -hmm. finishing your course. That is it. That's the only thing they care about. We have a phrase here, Melissa. And what do we always say? Done is better than perfect. No, nobody cares. Nobody oh. cares. <laughs> that it's is so true. true. <laughs> yeah. It is so true because we all it in it, it we all get into our heads like it has yeah, to be perfect. Sure. Nobody cares. Like it just deliver what you say you're gonna deliver, and people will always be happy. And if yeah. you sell a bazillion of these courses, then you can go in and you know pay for the high-end video if you want to. Do you have any steps for our listeners to help them create their online course? Yeah, so I I absolutely can. And as we go through this, I'll give you an example of, 
you know, a service provider. I'll, I'll just make something up if if you'll yeah. <laughs> let me do this. So let's Absolutely. assume that somebody out there, they are a website designer. Okay. So they're they've been let's just say they've been creating Squarespace websites and they've grown their business and now they do a Squarespace website for five thousand dollars is their minimum price. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they've grown their business, their clients love them, but they have people who are coming to them and they cannot afford those high prices. They can't afford the five thousand. And you know that there's a way that you can help them. You can offer them an online course that kind of walks them through the very, very basics of setting up their Squarespace website. You know, at some point in the future, they might come back and hire you to do that really fancy website, but they just need something right now to get started. And you don't want to lose them. You want to, you know, kind of keep them in your audience and, you know, in kind of working with you. So you have decided to put together something that that fills that particular niche. That would be one of the first steps is figure out what's keeping some of your current clients from moving forward. So that's discovering what is that one area. And generally what I tell folks is start with a mini course. You don't have to build this great, huge course Start with a small course. We could sometimes call them a tiny offer or, you know, a starter course, but I call them a mini course. So in this example, you've decided to build a mini course for these people just to get them started. So that would be one of the first steps is deciding what your idea is, what your profitable idea is. And that's generally how I point the clients and the customers that I work with, that's generally how I help them figure that out. Now, there are other things you can do there. You can interview your ideal customer, but generally most people who are doing, who who are a service provider or maybe they've been doing freelance work, a lot of them have a very good and detailed understanding of their ideal clients. Dig Mm -hmm. into it a little bit more if you think you need to. But that's one of the first steps that I would say that you would need to do to get started. Okay. Yep. And I mean, know their pain point, right? That's like the number one thing. Yeah. So in this case, you know their pain point. You know what they need to do. You know what your promised transformation is going to be, right? By the end of this, they're going to have a very simple website. Maybe it's just a landing page with an about me section. Maybe it's a way they have a lead magnet on there where they can start, you know, growing their email list. So discovering that idea. The next step is basically creating your course outline. Okay. So as a service provider or a freelancer, you're going to have a very clear idea of the steps that they need to take to build that, you know, to build that basic website. So get out a pen and piece of paper, get out of Google Docs or Post-it notes. I've done this on my wall with Post-it notes and put down those steps, walk them through the steps of building their basic website. The other thing that you need to do in this step is outline any supplemental material that you need to create for them. This could be a workbook, cheat sheets, checklist, some homework that they may need to go do. It could just be a simple tools list of things they need to go gather, like for the website. And I'm not a website designer, so, you know, but maybe there's a list of tools that they need to go kind of sign up for. And then also, and this is the one thing 
that is most overlooked when people are creating their course. The other thing you need to think about is think about the bonuses Mm -hmm. that you are going to create to, and that's going to help promote your course. So a lot of times these bonuses are just sweetening the deal, getting something, somebody to say, yes, I absolutely need this. Sometimes a bonus will just kind of push them over the edge, if you would. So don't overlook creating the bonuses that you need to actually promote and sell this. And I'm going to stop right there and see if you guys have any questions for me. To your point about worksheets and handouts, for me, that's the that's a lot of gold because simple checklists that especially for even just in the sample that you're talking about, what do I need to do first? Like, do I I, I need to oh, I got to go get my domain. I got to go find a hosting company. And then I have to download or create an account with Squarespace. And then I have to, all right, how do I add my logo? How do I add the the different uh, modules? And how do I upload videos? Like all of that stuff, like a checklist to be like, you did this, you did that, you did this. And then you feel accomplished. And it doesn't have to be fancy. Back to your original point, like, yeah, you can do it in Canva. You can do it in Illustrator. You can do it with a professional designer, but you can also just do a Word doc that you, you know, save as a PDF that and you can slap your logo on it or your website and call it a day. It doesn't have to be crazy, but little bonuses like that. That yeah. is, that's a good point. And the other thing, it, a lot of people just like Google Docs, right? That they can yeah. save to their Google Drive. So how easy is it to set up a Google Docs? Right. That could be a module. You don't know how to do that. Here's a little tip, little tips. This is just kind of a question like, and maybe you don't even get into this with people, but how do you feel about people that are, they set up their course, they're new to courses and, you know, maybe they're running a beta with a, a handful of people. Are you on the camp that those people in beta, like get access forever until the end of time, even when new, you know, courses may come online or new modules in that same course, or is it, or do you really try to recommend people just this particular one has four modules and I'm selling it as four modules, but maybe the next iteration has six modules, but those people that were in the beta don't get the extra two modules. Does that even come into play or I'll be honest. For a lot of people that I work with, I generally recommend that they start with the mini course and they start with selling it. So generally, a mini course is something that's a no-brainer. It might be priced anywhere from 27 to 97, maybe even a little bit more than that. But in, in those situations, you generally don't have to discount or mm-hmm. give it to them for free or even discount it. Now, if, if if for whatever reason that didn't work for your business, and there may be a situation where that that doesn't work, and maybe you are creating this huge um, signature type framework course and you wanted to do a beta run on it. I've done them in the past myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can tell you for the ones that I have done in my business, I gave everybody everything and any updates that came further, Mm -hmm. you know, came after that. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do this. I can just tell you that's how I did it in my business. Yeah. Cause you do see that a lot. Like, yeah, especially if you're running it for the first or second time and you, 
then people give you feedback and say, you know, I wish you had this in there or you had that in there. And then it's, well, that's a good idea. I'll make modules on that. And then but don't you think generally if it's at a beta, they tell you up front, you know, you're going to get all future iterations or they don't. If you right. if they don't, then you sh- shouldn't expect. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just think as the business owner, the course creator, I would just be upfront and honest with people about what you're going to be giving them. If you So whatever decision you make, if you're going to give it to them and give them all the future iterations, if you're going to do that, I would just tell them. But if you're not and they're going to have to pay for it if they want to keep access to the course and mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love bonuses. It's the bonuses that get me every time. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't, I mean, I think this is a phrase too. If it's free, it's for me. I love right. it. I love freebies. So anyone who's the pot. don't discount those freebies, you know, and I don't mean don't make them, you know, just, I say don't discount them. Right. Not don't discount them. Right. Right. I get you. You get me? <laughs> I get you. But do you have a favorite platform that you like? I know you you probably try not to sway anyone, but you know, knowing that you might lean towards one might help people. Yeah, so I I will let you know it, that I absolutely love Kajabi. I think it's very user-friendly both from a you know, a business owner perspective and a student perspective, you know, and I use it in my business. I don't use all the features that they have. Like I don't use it as my email service provider. I don't use it as my website. I use Squarespace for my website. I use ConvertKit for my email service Mm -hmm. provider. But I will say that I do use Kajabi for all of my sales funnel landing pages. Mm. So that is something that I use it for, you know, just to give you another example of how I use Kajabi. I'm hosting a summit in September and the entire summit platform, all, you know, everything is being hosted in Kajabi. They're just really good with videos. So I do use it for a lot of different things. And I love Kajabi. Now, I will say that there's a lot of other systems out there that are less expensive that Mm -hmm. are perfectly fine for people who are just getting started. I've used Podia with clients. I've used Think of It with clients, Teachable with clients. And I know there's a lot of of others out there. Mm -hmm. So you really can't go wrong with whatever platform if you're looking at any of those platforms, you're making a good decision. Yeah. And I mean, when you add things up like lead pages or, you know, this, that, and the other thing, it might add up to what Kajabi is, is being sold for. So the only other thing that I would add there, cause I think this is important for a lot of people who are listening is you can host your own, your, your course on your own WordPress website with plugins. However, what generally, and I've done a lot of uh, research on this and, you know, spoken with people on this who have actually had, have some, you know, high-end courses and memberships. What I would caution you about is you generally get a lot of tech type headaches that goes along with that. So if you are fine with that, or you, if you have a tech team that can help you with that, then that's probably not going to be a problem for you. But if you don't want all of those tech headaches, I would let a, a you know a provider like Kajabi handle those tech headaches for you. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We've had a couple of clients that run 
you know, whether it's a course or a membership site right on their website. And it's awesome because it, it does, it's right there, but there you do have to know a lot of different things like WooCommerce and all of those things to, to make it work. And if it's broken and you don't know how to fix it, then now you're going to have to pay a web developer to, to fix it. So like you said, and that is not cheap. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Through them. So we've talked about two so far, which was kind of discovering your idea, which we talked about that, creating the online course, pl- uh, the outline. We talked about that. The next step would actually be to create your videos. Mm. And I do want to jump into this because I think, again, like I said, a lot of people get stuck on that. Now, we've talked about it a little bit already here. We talked about they need to be short. They don't have to be perfect. It can be you like coming from the chin. It could just you could be you doing a screen recording, but creating those videos. So get those videos created. That's um, the third step. The fourth step, which we've talked about, too, is uploading them into your online course platform. So you need to select an online course platform and upload and put everything in there. And then the last step, which is one of the most important steps, is all the marketing, right? Mm. That goes with it. So you have to set up a sales page because these things don't sell themselves. Mm -hmm. You need to have some sort of a sales page. And it could be, uh, if you're just getting started, it could be a short type sales page. Even for these mini courses, I've seen a lot of people just use like a a cart page, if you would, on like a Sam cart or something where they, you know, have details about their online course and that's their sales page. Yeah. So if you're just getting started, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in Kajabi, we have a a cart kind of page, if you would, or a checkout page, I think is what they call it. And a lot of people just send people directly to that, especially for these low type offers, and you can sell it there. Now, if your course is a higher priced product, or maybe it's a, a membership where it takes a little bit more convincing, then I would suggest that you have a pretty detailed sales page. So if you're you're you know if you're selling a two thousand dollar program, I would put some time in creating a sales page yeah. for that. So the marketing part, and a lot of and I think I mentioned this before, the marketing part can be the hardest part of this process. But uh, that would be the last step in it. Those are really yeah. good steps. Like I feel like you've you've got that drilled in. You know. Uh, Drill yeah. down or whatever the, the phrase is I'm looking for on a Monday. So now tell us about your, your summit that's coming up. Yeah, so we're super excited about the summit. We have uh, around 35 speakers coming oh, to wow. the summit. And we're all focused on helping business owners scale their digital product revenue with automated sales funnels or evergreen sales funnels, because we're all big believers in that. And I think you guys are too. A lot of people coming to the summit might be a service provider or a freelancer, and they just want to add a digital product to the revenue stream. They don't want to get, you know, they don't want to move away from services necessarily or working with clients. This is just adding another revenue stream, very similar to the Squarespace website example I gave Mm -hmm. you earlier today. So basically in the summit, we're going to be talking about creating digital products, 
looking at traffic strategies to get eyeballs on your offer. Then we're going to talk about all the promotion part of it, which we've talked a little bit about today. And then we're going to have a whole day focused on evergreen sales funnels. The other that neat kind of neat thing that we're doing in the summit, which I've never done in the past in one of my summits, is we are offering all of the trainings on audio. Hello, audio. So people can learn on the go because the feedback I was getting is I don't have time to sit at my desk and watch video trainings all day because, you know, they're all service providers and working with clients and they're super busy. So they wanted an option to kind of learn while they're taking their kids to school or working out or walking their dogs. So we're also doing it via audio too. That's really cool. That is helpful. Because I, I, same, I just recently went through a, a a course and it was, you know, to carve out the time during the day to actually watch a video and pay attention, you know, without multitasking, doing work at the same time is hard to do. So if I'm out for a walk or driving in the car to be able to plug in those, those audio clips to listen, that's, that's a good idea. I think that I've seen a lot of value in that recently, especially during this time of the pandemic where people really like to listen over and over again. Like, so if that's an option for people to have that in their back pocket to listen to again and again, that's a really added value. In the summit, we have the all access pass where people Mm -hmm. can, you know, if they're not going to be able to watch the presentations while they're live in the summit, they can get the all access pass and listen to them, you know, when it's convenient for them. But I'm I'm super excited about the audio portion of it. I've never done it in the past. So I'm like a little bit nervous about how it's going to work. I hope all the tech stuff's going to work, but um, we're doing it through Hello Audio. We're just excited to see how it goes. Yeah, it'll go off without a hitch. I have faith. <laughs> and if it doesn't, everyone's a business owner, right? So they understand yeah. that stuff happens and they'll they'll know you'll get it figured out. There's, yeah, there's big yeah, brains I, out there that can do that. I just signed up for it and I see that there's all sorts of nice bonuses in there too. There's the bonuses again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still working on um, all of that. I don't have that page finalized yet, but yeah. So how can people sign up for that? And when is that? So it starts on September 13th. We kick it off in the morning on that day and it goes through the whole week until Thursday. I'm sure we'll have some going into Friday too. And it'll be just on my front page of my website when this airs. So they can just Mm -hmm. go to destinycop.com. You won't be able to miss it. It'll be on the, you know, the front page or the bar at the top and just uh, sign up and join us. We'd love to have you. That's awesome. And would you say over 30 speakers? We have over 35 speakers. Yes. Wow. That's good. I mean, we're going into the fourth quarter. You know, it's a good way to to like start thinking about the new year and mm-hmm. courses you may want to offer, sales funnels and stuff like that. So I think that's a it's great timing for it. One of the reasons why we do it in the fall, because we know that a lot of business owners are about to move into fourth quarter come October, mm-hmm. where they're planning for 2022. And we mm-hmm. wanted them, if they were thinking about adding a digital product to their portfolio in 2022, this was like the perfect time yeah. for them to kind of start thinking about it. Um, one of the things that um, I, one of my free gifts in the summit, I have a business plan where they can 
kind of put together their business plan to figure out, should I add a digital product? Should I not? What does it look like if I do? How does that, you know, at, you know, kind of fall into my revenue stream? That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty I awesome. feel like almost every, almost every industry really could fit it in somehow, even if it's like going back to your, your example of web development, you don't, I mean, that's something that you wouldn't think would have courses because that's, you either know how to do it or you don't, but if it's something you need right away or you, you can't afford the full $5,000 is right where it's at, you know, for a, for a Squarespace website. Absolutely. So to have that mini course, I feel like so many industries can do it no matter what you do, as long as you have, as you have people that buy your services, it's a good way to make money while you sleep. DIY, you know? Yeah. And that's a good way to, to get people to DIY with them still needing you. Yep. Is to create your own course. And that's what Dr. Destiny helps you learn how to do. And you also had a, a free gift for our listeners, right? A free mini course. Is that? I actually, I do. And it was the mini course that I was talking about. I have it in the summit too, but I also have it available for your listeners now. Awesome. And basically it's that business plan that I was talking about. So they go through the mini, mini course. I walk them through how to set up their, you know, how to basically set up your business plan and how, how a digital product can fit into it if it's right for your business. Nice. I had a feeling that was it, but yes. wasn't sure. So yes, we'll, put that, <laughs> we'll put that in the uh, show notes and, and all of your links. So where do you hang out usually the most? Where can people find you? I know everybody's everywhere, but there's usually one place that people hang out. So where's that for you? So I, I would say that, you know, I'm starting to love Instagram. I, LinkedIn, I would say, is my biggest platform just because yep. I've been on it for so long, but Instagram is so much fun and I'm really enjoying it. And I love answering DMs through Instagram and interacting with folks there. So that would probably be the best place to find me. Awesome. And again, we'll put your website in the show notes. And so everybody will be able to find you, find the link to the summit. This will be hitting. Yeah, this you'll be listening to this about a week before the summit starts. So act fast and get in on it. Melissa already has. So well, apparently I did. I, I, I like to project myself forward and pretend <laughs> you will be doing something else that I, lo- I launched myself into. So you'll see me there, Dr. Destiny. <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. Kelly and Melissa, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation today. This yeah, was great. Was great. And uh, we'll keep everybody updated on you and everything that's happening. And if you want to follow us in our Facebook group, everybody that is the Business Managers Podcast Facebook group. We always also put our guest freebies or free gifts in in there every day. Not every day, the week that the podcast <laughs> launches. Every day would be a little excessive. It would be. But uh, we do that the week that it uh, that it launches. We have great networking in there. We have businesses doing business tips. And uh, eventually we may have bring in more stuff in there for you. So check us out and Tune in next week. Who knows what's going to happen, as we say. Everybody have a great week. Bye. 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 Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.